Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. everybody welcome in to underground sports philadelphia it's episode number 345 kb coming at you from the underground i'm gonna get into where we've been i know it's been almost two weeks since we've had an episode don't worry i'm gonna get into all of that i'm gonna get into some phillies things some sixers things and we're gonna save all the flyers talk for wednesday night's live show because a lot of things happen with the flyers while we took our mini vacation week off, and uh, I want to react to it live. I want to have Matt in studio here for it, because it's very rare that you get a sequence of events like this with the Philadelphia Flyers uh, within like a week's time span. So we will cover everything Flyers on Wednesday's show. Uh, but if, if you want, stick around, because I'm going to talk about everything else going on in the world of Philadelphia sports. Uh, I'll get a little bit into the nonsense that is local media, not us here in the underground talking about Deshaun Watson and the Eagles. Uh, It's also on a national scale, so we'll get into that as well and why I think it's absolutely a dumb idea for the Eagles to even consider Deshaun Watson. But before we get started, this podcast would not be possible without our incredible, amazing local sponsors, Main Auto LLC. Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. They're doing the damn thing. And Chris Hogan uh, did not sign with the Philadelphia Eagles, he signed with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and he is now. Back in the NFL, his PLL career is put on hold, uh, which we'll get into a ton on OTB, so make sure you stay tuned for that later this week. Got a very fun guest coming on board for that as well with myself and DJ and potentially Harrison coming back uh, now that he's all moved back in out in Indiana. But Tomahawk Shades, owned by Chris Hogan, owned by Kyle Harrison in the PLL, uh, and it was started by two brothers on Long Island who wanted to deliver the best small batch eyewear in the game for a fraction of the big market price, and that's exactly what they're doing with their sunglasses, their blue light glasses, and everything in between, and they have partnered up with us for well over a year now, coming up on like a year and a half rocking with Tomahawk Shades, so go to TomahawkShades.com when you fill up your cart and are ready to check out, put it in the promo code section, use our code USP, you get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order at Tomahawk Shades. Shout out to the homies for making us look styling and profiling all year long. And of course, our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You guys are absolute menaces. 
And it was announced at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka right now. Our friends at Stateside, they are completely sold out of the vodka sodas. The vodka sodas are gone right now. They are completely sold out. They are working on a restock. But you guys drove out uh, to the nines. And the Stateside Vodka Sodas are they're, they're not there right now. You got to wait. We got to wait for them uh, to be back in stock. They are currently sold out. Uh, if you go to statesidevodka.com, their uh, their statement is, We cannot thank you all enough for the support. The vodka sodas have been overwhelmingly popular. We will have more available here soon. So, just wait. They'll be back. Don't you worry. But go to statesidevodka.com. Get your one liter bottles of vodka. And when you go to checkout, use our code USP to get 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka that are certified gluten-free. They're kosher. They're actively hydrating, have the same composition of electrolytes in them as that sports drink that starts with a G, and they've won best packaging in the world, Stateside Vodka, right in our backyard in Philadelphia. StatesideVodka.com, the one-liter bottles when you go to checkout, use code USP to get 10% off those bad boys, and of course, you got to be 21 or older to purchase, and please drink responsibly, and our friends at Kenwood Beer. Kenwood beer, the best beer on the market. Why would you go to these big, big time beer guys out there that are just dishing out the same thing with different labels when you can go right in your backyard, Kenwood beer brewed right in Philadelphia and you can support local business. Kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker to see who has Kenny's on tap so you can have an ice cold Kenny in hand when you're watching the, the Olympics, when you're watching the Phillies. Or just anticipating another Chuck Fletcher trade to go down at any moment. That's KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to see who has Kenwood Beer on tap. And you got to be 21 or older to crack open a nice cold Kenwood Beer. And of course, guys, please drink responsibly. Alright, so let's start with the Phillies. Because you guys know this is my bread and butter. You guys know I love yelling about this team. You know I love complaining about this team. And you know I love rooting for this team. They drive me absolutely insane. They are the bane of my existence, and they certainly just know how to grind my gears to no end. Uh, it is absolutely ridiculous how back and forth this team is, how up and down they are, and yet they're still right in the thick of it for this division race. Um, the trade deadline is literally like five days away. They have a lot of decisions to make because you know they got this national series on deck. Big time series against the Nationals. Four games uh, would be ideal if you could win three out of four, if not sweep the Nationals. Because remember, hashtag stolen franchise. Um, so I mean, you you got to handle your divisional games right now. And then literally, the series going into the trade deadline is against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who just traded away their best player over the weekend. Adam Frazier, he's now in the National League West with the San Diego Padres, uh, so you avoid having to play one of the Pittsburgh Pirates All-Stars. We all know the traditional Big Four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest-growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Cremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, 
talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. So, I mean, if you can handle the Nationals, win three out of four, win four out of four, ideally would be fantastic. And then take that first game against the Pirates going into the trade deadline day, July 31st. That game's at 7.05. Um, so by the time that game kicks off, the trade deadline will be over, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure the deadline is still July 31st. Um, but I'm going to double-check that because I know it's been different. Oh, I'm sorry. So Major League Baseball's trade deadline is uh, scheduled to pass at 4 p.m. on Friday, July 30th. Um, so it will happen right after this national series is when the trade deadline actually kicks in. So before the Pirates series is, uh, where things will all take place in terms of the Phillies moves that they need to assess what they're going to do, if they're going to buy, if they're going to sell. So I'm going to go over a couple of rumors that the Phillies have been linked to, um, because there's a couple notable ones. There's a couple... Uh, interesting ones, and there's a couple that I just need for my personal brand for it to happen. Because if it does happen, then uh, best believe I will be ruthless on the Twitter.com because I've been pounding hand over fist for years for one of the guys that I'm going to bring up. And here is my list of guys that I'm going to uh, talk to you guys about. So person number one is John Gray. And you guys know I love me some John Gray. He's a pitcher for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, he is currently 29 years old. He'll be 30 going into next season. His current contract is super manageable um, in terms of what the Phillies like should be willing to go after. Uh, it's kind of a no-brainer. He's an unrestricted free agent after this season. So, like, if you don't like what you see, um, then you, you switch it up and you change course. Um, but he's making $6 million this year. That's, that's nothing in terms of what the, uh, the Phillies payroll is. Sure, it'll put them over the luxury tax, but, like, it's so minimal that if John Gray performs for you, and you can sign him to like a three-year deal either by the end of the season or heading into the offseason, John Gray is like your number three, number four is a slam dunk home run. You do that 99 times out of 100 if you have the opportunity to. The Colorado Rockies are not good. Uh, they are currently sitting in terms of the standings in the NL West. They're uh, in second to last place, they're 43 and 56. There, there's no chance they're even sniffing the wild card. It's time for them to sell. Um, it's so weird. They're 33 and 20 at home. The Rockies are, but they're 10 and 36 on the road. That is unbelievable. John Gray is somebody who I would have top of the line on my list if I'm Dave Dombrowski looking to go after for this Phillies rotation because you really don't have anybody in this rotation outside of Zach Wheeler that you can trust. Like Aaron Nola has been so up and down this year that it is difficult to trust him right now. 
Uh, Zach Eflin is hurt right now. Looks like he's going to be out longer than anticipated. You don't know how that injury is going to linger. You need somebody behind Zach Wheeler in this rotation that you can say, hey, take the ball for me every fifth day and go to work. Go get us a dub. Give us five, six, seven innings. And on the rare occasion, John Gray is going to give you seven and two-thirds, eight to potentially a complete game and give you one of those gems that you're like, wow, we really made the smart move trading for this guy. Uh, So I really like John Gray. MLB Trade Rumors has linked a bunch of people to the Phillies lately. The Pirates uh, made it known via John uh, Morosi from MLB Network that they are uh, likely to trade starter Tyler Anderson before this week's trade deadline passes. Tyler Anderson, former Colorado Rocky, pitched for the Giants last season, and uh, this is his first year with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, You're bidding against the Dodgers, though, according to John Morosi. It says... Uh, that Anderson is particularly appealing to the Dodgers and Phillies who like his manageable salary as they try to minimize potential tax bills. Fucking A, John Middleton. Of course, if Anderson's salary makes him an asset to a high payroll teams, uh, it's surely an asset for low payroll teams as well. Anderson is playing on a one-year $2.5 million contract and is headed for free agency after the season. In theory, he won't cost much to acquire, but there's still a matter of finding the right piece that fits the Pirates' vision. He's 31. Um, he's valuable because he's available. Um, he's thrown 560 career innings. He's been a, a decently consistent back-of-the-rotation starter throughout his time in Colorado. Um, and the past two seasons with the Giants and Pirates, he's logged 163 innings in 29 starts that uh, calculated to a 4.36 ERA and a 4.30 FIP. So that's like right on the money to where he's at in terms of pitching-wise because you're fielding independent pitching really shows you the numbers of where you are as a pitcher, and that's like literally right on the dot with the ERA just about. Uh, He's a 2.1 F war over roughly a full season of work. It wouldn't be terrible. I mean, the money is super cheap for Tyler Anderson. He's a back-of-the-rotation guy. But the thing is, the Phillies have so many of these guys that I don't know if trading away, you know, a minor league guy or a player to be named later or something to go get another Chase Anderson, to get another Vince Velasquez, to get another Matt Moore is worth it. I think the Phillies can find much better pitching for what they need to to win this division and make a decent playoff push for a little bit more money that they'll have to spend in terms of a contract. But it'll be well worth the price that they're paying because you're getting a better quality starter than something that you already have a plethora of. So a couple other pitchers uh, that the Phillies could be after. Um, somebody that is listed uh, at the Philly Voice website pictured at least is Diamondback starting pitcher Merrill Kelly who I would be pretty excited about if the Phillies ended up swinging a deal for Merrill Kelly he's kind of been an up and down um, starter with his time with the Diamondbacks he let's pull up here uh, so he's seven and seven this year for a Diamondbacks team that is absolutely atrocious 
a 4.39 ERA in 123 innings pitched, 105 strikeouts this year. Um, he's older. You know, he didn't get called up until 2019 when he was 30 years old. He went 13 and 14 that year with the Diamondbacks in 32 games started. Um, so, I mean, he's having a, a pretty quality year this year. Uh, he only pitched in five games last year for the Diamondbacks, so like kind of a wash year. Um, but his fielding independent pitching is a 3.89, which if the season ended today would be the best of his career. He's also striking out 7.7 batters per nine, which is the lowest of his career if the season ended today. Um, he's He's a decent back of the rotation starter, I'd say. Um, I don't know what his contract situation is, but we'll find out right here. Um, he seems like a guy that like you could, so he's on a two year, five and a half million dollar deal. So not horrendous, uh, in terms of, of contracts could do much worse. Um, so you'd have, you'd have the control for Merrill Kelly. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. In comparison to a John Gray who's on a one-year $6 million deal, it's a similar thing here for Merrill Kelly where he's under contract this year. He's under contract uh, with a 2021 club option. So, I mean, you have his club option that you could pick up after this season. If not, um, there's a $500,000 buyout. And then he also has arbitration years left. So, there, there's some something to be said there with a contract like that for Merrill Kelly, where there's still a lot of flexibility for him, even though he's an older pitcher. Uh, he's, he's just turned, turned 32, like two weeks ago. So he's only got two years of MLB experience, late bloomer. I wouldn't hate Merrill Kelly being on this team that I would prefer Merrill Kelly over Tyler Anderson. It, he's one of those guys that like, I'm definitely willing to, take a shot on and John Morosi also tweeting out that according to sources at least seven contenders are active in the starting pitching market now including the Yankees Red Sox Giants Dodgers Padres Astros and Phillies should be a fascinating week ahead of Friday's MLB trade deadline and then of course uh, the Mets also acquired Rich Hill over the weekend so that took somebody out of the the running for one of those teams to go and trade for and then John Heyman uh, tweeted out that almost all contenders are prioritizing starting pitching, possible exceptions being the White Sox and Astros, meaning prices will be steep for the few available starting pitchers. Position players generally won't bring as much, 
though it helps to be a star like Trevor Story or Chris Bryant or versatile like Chris Bryant and Whit Merrifield as my alarm goes off there um, for whatever reason. Um, but Merrill Kelly is being tied to the Phillies via Bob Nightingale. Uh, so Merrill Kelly, he's 4-0 with a 2-5-6 ERA in his last six starts this season. He's drawing a ton of interest on the trade market with the Phillies among the teams in hot pursuit. He's under team control through 2024. Um, he pitched over the weekend on uh, July 24th. So he's already 32, like I said. But the the lack of MLB experience there is, I guess, okay. Just because of, you know, less wear and tear on his arm in terms of MLB innings. But... That would definitely be a concern for me, giving up significant pieces, being that Merrill Kelly's already 32 years old. So the number one pitcher that I think everybody is clamoring for, he's not a starter. Uh, we have a, a fun little banter-type history with this guy uh, from his time in an Atlanta Braves uniform, looking like an absolute seagull stooge, uh, and that is current Chicago Cubs closer, uh, Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell has a lot of ties to Dave Dombrowski because the first guy he traded for um, was when he was with the Red Sox was Craig Kimbrell from the San Diego Padres. And there's that connection there. The Phillies obviously need bullpen help. The Cubs don't look like they are going to be going anywhere this season. Because if you look at where they are in the standings in the NL Central, they are second to last at 50-51. and 51. They're eight and a half games out of first. And it just doesn't seem like it's the Cubs' year. It seems like it's time for them to kind of move on from some of their pieces. There's a lot of trade rumors about Chris Bryant, who Phillies fans are trying to, to force here. But I don't see Chris Bryant coming to the Phillies. Just don't see how it works. Um... But if you can get a package of Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell here, it's obviously going to cost you a lot, especially, you know, some pieces that you think would be here for a significant amount of time in terms of, you know, being a quote unquote prospect, being part of this organization uh, for the foreseeable future. And one of those would probably be Alec Bone. You, pro you would more than likely have to trade Alec Bohm in any Chris Bryant-centered trade. I don't think you have to trade Alec Bohm to get Craig Kimbrell alone. Um, but if Chris Bryant is involved in any trade discussions with the Chicago Cubs and the Philadelphia Phillies, you almost have to assume that the starting point is going to be centered around Alec Bohm, which makes a ton of sense. Uh, everybody on Twitter is clamoring that you can't go into next season with Alec Bohm and DJ Gregorius on the left side of the infield just for defensive um, repercussions and, and just how poorly defensively they've been. I get it. And Chris Bryant, much better defensively at third base. He's versatile, can play the outfield a ton. Um, I just don't know if you're able to swing a deal like that if you're Dave Dombrowski, if you're the Phillies, unless John Middleton gives you the okay go. But on the flip side, who are you trading alongside Alec Bohm to get these two guys? Kimbrell, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is on an expiring contract. 
uh, and you're going to have to, if you make any type of deal like this, you're going to have to pretty much go into it saying like, we need a, a done deal signed in stone that Chris Bryant's going to re-sign with the Philadelphia Phillies. Otherwise, that that's a risky, risky, risky deal to make trading for Chris Bryant, who can be a free agent after the season, uh, and centering a trade around a 33-year-old Craig Kimbrell, who is also under contract for uh, $16 million in 2022. So while I'm not against potentially going all in and getting a Chris Bryant and a Craig Kimbrell for this team, a lot of it weighs on being able to re-sign Chris Bryant and how much John Middleton is ready to go over that luxury tax, spend, and make sure that this Phillies team is going to be a contender not only like for the remainder of this season and get to the playoffs, break the curse of, of, of being the longest National League team drought for the playoffs in Major League Baseball. But for the years to come, this core, you only have so much. You know, I, I saw a tweet the other day. What guys are on this team next year? Obviously, it's Bryce Harper, it's Zach Wheeler, it's Aaron Nola, probably. And then... Uh, maybe Gene Segura and JT Real Muto. But outside of that, what else is this team rocking with? There's so many question marks on this roster right now. And if you go and get a Chris Bryant and a Craig Kimbrell, at least for 2021, like the remainder of the season and for 2022, if you re-sign Chris Bryant, you have a lot of answers short up at third base, at closer, and you start to kind of have an identity of what this team wants to do. You have a bunch of superstars here with Bryce Harper, JT, and Chris Bryant. And you have your your core leader in Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura potentially still here, and your role from there. But this trade deadline is arguably the most important trade deadline the Phillies have had since... 2009 2010 like it's the most important trade deadline in a decade almost which is crazy to think about but depending on what this Phillies team does at the trade deadline will tell you how serious they are about this team actually contending and about this team actually going for it and trying to make some noise trying to end a playoff drought that's lasted a decade and really give this fan base something to look forward to, not only for the rest of 2021, but for seasons to come if they do go with a big gusto home run swing at this trade deadline and just say, hey, we're not going to worry about the tax. We're going to do what it takes to make sure that we have a winning ball club in Philadelphia again. But yeah, I mean, it, it changes so much with the with the deadline being on Friday, um, which if that's the case... Stay tuned. We'll either have a live stream for the trade deadline uh, or Twitter spaces or something like that. We'll, we'll talk about everything going on in the deadline on Friday. But this team has has a lot of things to do before then. You, you have to win these games against the Washington Nationals if you're the Phillies to really send home the message to the front office saying, we we need a little bit of help. Give us a little bit of help. And we will make it worth your while. We will make it worth going over 
the luxury tax. John Middleton, you cheapskate. And we'll make sure that it does not go in vain. And that's the biggest thing is, is this team, can they prove that they have enough guts to go out and win a four-game series against the Washington Nationals? Stave off the Braves who are playing the Mets right now. You want them to kind of toss blows back and forth with each other. Um, so, I mean, it's a lot to to manage right now with, with this team. Phillies, after that Pirates series, you get the Nationals again for four, that time in D.C., uh, before the most important series of the season, three games against the Mets at Citizens Bank Park Friday, August 6th, Saturday, August 7th, and Sunday, August 8th, before the Dodgers and the Reds come to town, uh, and before you go out west for three games against the Diamondbacks, three games against the Padres, and then the rest of August looks like this. You have two at home against Tampa Bay. The Diamondbacks come into town for four, and then you close out the month of August with a three-game set against the Nationals that spells over onto September 1st as well before you go down to Miami in September for three. You get the Brewers in Milwaukee before you come back home for four games against the Rockies, then three against the Cubs at home, and then another most important series of the season, three games at City Field against the Mets, before you come back home for what should be the most momentum-building point of your season. Three games at home against the Orioles, four games at home against the Pirates. The Phillies should sweep those series. They should win seven games in a row against the Orioles and Pirates combined. There's no excuses about that. Uh, this team has the easiest schedule in Major League Baseball in terms of strength of schedule the rest of the way. Take advantage of it. Prove to this front office over these next couple of games before Friday's 4 o'clock trade deadline that you deserve to be a team that is a buyer. Dave Dombrowski is itching to go be a buyer. Allow him to do so. And uh, I would not be against going all in and going and getting Chris Bryant as long as you can confirm that you're going to sign him long term uh, once you make the trade. Like before you make the trade, you have to know that Chris Bryant's going to sign here long term. And then you'll also get Craig Kimbrell in that deal. Whatever it takes. I'm at that point with this Phillies team to uh, go and go all in. Go do it. Go do the damn thing. Win this division. It's super winnable. And you also screw over the Mets, who are interested in both of those uh, players from the Cubs with Kimbrell and Bryant. To get the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetInTheWholePod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And the Phillies aren't the only team that are involved in trades. Obviously, I said we're going to talk everything Flyers uh, on Wednesday night, but the Sixers obviously have trade rumors swirling around them as well with Ben Simmons. Uh, with Damian Lillard rumors, with Bradley Beal rumors, 
and everything else in between. Uh, it's <laughs> We're also going to have NBA draft talk on Wednesday night because the draft is on Thursday. So we'll also have a match draft synopsis and analysis of what the Sixers might do on draft night. We're getting eerily close to potentially the end of the Ben Simmons era here with the Sixers. I am fully in the camp of I would much rather have Damian Lillard than Bradley Beal. Uh, Bradley Beal apparently announcing that like he is uh, mulling over his decision of whether he wants to be traded or not, whether he'll demand a trade in the coming days. He's obviously going to have to do it before the draft. Uh, and the Sixers were listed as one of those potential destination teams for Bradley Beal. I just I don't want any parts of Bradley Beal. He's got big loser energy written all over him. Sure, he's great statistics wise. He puts up numbers, but I I just don't I don't see the Wizards wanting to trade for Ben Simmons to put with Russell Westbrook. And I just I don't want Bradley Beal here. I would, if you have the the choice, I'd much rather have Dame Lillard. Uh, and that's the guy that the Sixers should be looking at. But another interesting tidbit of information came across the timeline from CBS Sports the over the weekend for me was that the Atlanta Hawks are open to trading one of their young, cost-controllable players like Cam Reddish for a first-round pick in this year's draft. What they want to use that first-round pick for, who knows, um, if I am Daryl Morey, I'm potentially trying to trade for Cam Reddish and then flipping him to Portland to get Dame. But I mean, if, if a Dame deal falls through and Ben Simmons is still here, I'm still thoroughly entertaining a trade for Cam Reddish. I think his skill set is very, very good. Um, I just don't think he's going to get the burn you want him to in Atlanta just because of who is down there on that team. Haha, <laughs> Trey Young. Um, but if the Sixers can get a Cam Reddish on this team, I think he would fit perfectly. I really like the idea of Cam Reddish being on this Sixers team. And if there's a way to swing that deal, Daryl Morey, um, I'm definitely looking into it, seeing what I can do to maybe turn the price down from it being this year to a future first, uh, maybe a protected first, something. Obviously, a protected pick isn't going to do much for the Sixers, where we assume they're going to be over the next, you know, hopefully like five to seven years. Um, or if you can turn it to, you know, a, a future first and a couple of second rounders. Like, I, I would really like Cam Reddish on this team. He's young. He's a controllable contract. And if it doesn't work out, it's something that you can use as trade bait in a different deal down the line and, and improve this roster. So I'm not against the Sixers going and getting Cam Reddish. I think it would be a very smart idea if they can pull the trigger on that for the right deal. Dame Lillard's my guy if you do end up trading Ben Simmons. I am all aboard being, uh, being on Dame time. He, he's the guy that I want. Um, don't know what it's going to take. Don't know how long it's going to take to get Dame. Obviously, he's playing in Tokyo right now at the Olympics. And I, I just can't help but fall asleep at night, think about Dame Lillard playing with Joel Embiid, 
and how perfect it would be to have those two on the court together. Uh, and if you're Dame Lillard, like that, that's the scenario you want to be in. The Knicks don't do anything to help Damian Lillard win a championship. Him going to Golden State, he'll get the Kevin Durant treatment. Plus, he'll be like option number three behind Stephen Clay. Why would he want to do that to himself? I feel like the Sixers and Damian Lillard are on a collision course for the best possible marriage for Dame's post-Portland life. And it's just a matter of, one, what does Portland want for Damian Lillard? Two, how long is it going to take to get this deal done? And three, uh, does it make sense for the Sixers to pull the trigger on a deal that's going to cost them whatever it's going to cost them? Answer number three. Yes, it's it's going to be well worth it. I know Dame is 31. He's older than I thought he was. For some reason, I thought Dame was like 28, 29. Uh, but he is 31, so that's obviously a bit of a concern and kind of ramps up your time clock on where things are going to piece themselves out for this Sixers team in terms of the championship window. But I'm all in on Dame Lillard being a Philadelphia 76er, and we'll get into even more... Sixers trade and draft talk on Wednesday night show uh, with me and Matt, as well as the Flyers trades with Jake Voracek going to Columbus for Cam Atkinson, Rasmus Ristolainen coming into town uh, where everybody thinks we overpaid for him and I was totally okay with it. And of course, Ryan Ellis coming in uh, to be the new bearded face of the Philadelphia Flyers defense. Uh, we love a good beard here in the underground, so We'll get into all the Flyers deals on Wednesday show. We'll get into the trade deadline with the Phils on Wednesday show. Uh, the last bit of news I want to talk about is this whole Deshaun Watson trade rumor because Philadelphia just seems to be the city of trades uh, this summer. But Deshaun Watson, absolutely no. No thanks. Why the hell are you going to give up all of these assets for a guy who, one, has 22 counts of sexual assault sexual you know sexual act allegations against him and then you'd be out of these assets you'd have a, a big old egg on your face legally there no there there's no need for the eagles to go and trade for deshaun watson miss me on that i i have no interest whatsoever like you can't even convince me that there's a way that it makes sense for the Eagles to trade for Deshaun Watson. I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. I know it has been a very long time since we've done any sort of like notable Eagles talk on this show. It has been for our mental health and mental sanity, and it has been a great offseason. This has been the longest offseason of no football in my brain, and it's been great, and I'm going to feel refreshed once football season's here because of the long mental vacation I took from ingesting NFL content, especially Eagles content this offseason. Um, but don't worry, the Eagles content will be ramping itself back up very shortly. But when it comes to Deshaun Watson, absolutely not. I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. Like, 100% in on Jalen Hurts. That's my guy. I'm in. Let's do the damn thing with him. And I'm so sick and tired of the people who were clamoring for Jalen Hurts last year wanted him to be the quarterback, and now they're looking at quarterback film of future draft picks and future quarterbacks that are in college right now. Pick one. What do you want? You know, you, you were clamoring for this guy last year, and now you're already moving on. Like, 
I'm so sick and tired of this, like, like just not even giving guys a chance. Let Jalen Hurts prove that he can play at the NFL level before you even think about trying to draft another quarterback. I'm so sick and tired of, like, the quarterback fetish that this city has. So done with it. Let's ride with Jalen Hurts. Let's do the damn thing. Also, welcome to Philadelphia, Steven Nelson, CB2, Darius Slay, elite tamperer, elite recruiter. The Eagles finally have their their cornerback too. Very excited for Steven Nelson, Nelson Island to be uh, in that defensive backfield with Rodney McLeod, with Darius Slay, and uh, the Eagles secondary and this Eagles defense is shaping up to be pretty solid, I'd say. So we'll get into... A whole bunch of stuff on Wednesday night show as well, and that's why you got to follow us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash PHI is the place to be for all of our live streams, whether it's the podcast, whether it's Steven Schneider being an absolute menace on the digital golf course, or anything else in between that we let you guys know we're streaming on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash PHI. Follow, 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 follow. And if you have the means to do so, Hit the subscribe button for $4.99 a month. Really helps the channel. Every dollar we earn goes right back into the the company and building up what we're trying to do here and make this our full-time careers. Uh, so twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Follow us on social media at underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Make sure you check out the website. Blogs are coming back. Believe me. I know it's been a while, uh, but undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com is going to be getting a revamp very soon. Talking with Kevin about the revamp and and building it back up. Uh, YouTube might be on the way as well. Uh, We'll get you guys that info once we're ready to rock with it. Make sure you check out all of our podcasts on the network. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let me know how you feel about it being trade season across the board in every single sport pretty much in the city of Philadelphia. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. We know they're five stars. You can also check us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, subscribe to all of our podcasts. OTB, we got a fun episode coming this week. We had a fun episode last week talking about lacrosse personalities that we take to the moon with us. Streamer season, we have our very first guest interview on streamer season coming up later this week uh mike horowitz writer producer for the new turner and hooch series what a fantastic guy and just an awesome interview that you definitely don't want to miss that's going to be on streamer season later this week again the whole podcast they've got a whole ton of content coming out over the next two weeks with uh previews and recaps of tournaments the olympics and they have their very first interview coming out early next week with Ben Pirro from Xavier Golf. You don't want to miss it. It's an electric interview. Uh, very excited for you guys to hear that. And, of course, Pat Pitts is rocking and rolling with fantasy football content as that is right around the corner. Uh, so gearing up for fantasy football with fourth and goal. Subscribe to all of our podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And uh big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro, Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, the homies at Tomahawk Shade Stateside Vodka. 
and Kenwood Beer. TomahawkShades.com promo code USP gets you 25% off your order at checkout at TomahawkShades.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Get the one liter bottles of vodka at StatesideVodka.com and use code USP to get 10% off those bad boys. Got to be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, please drink responsibly. And Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got ice-cold Kennys on tap for your viewing experience of the Olympics, of the Phillies, or anything else in between. you got to be 21 or older to crack open an ice-cold Kenny. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Guys, we're back. The mini vacation is over. I know I said I was going to talk about the mini vacation. We just needed a break. We needed a one-week little layoff to reset, recoup. We're re-energized, and uh, we're very happy to be back. So... Uh, This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 345. I'm your boy KB. We'll catch you guys live on Twitch.tv later this week on Wednesday. But until then, I'm signing off, suckers. Peace.